Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning out there. This is Truth Light, and our show is The Light of Truth, where we try to shine a little bit of light on some things that perhaps you hadn't thought of before or some new perspectives for you, that kind of thing, Helping, hoping to help people understand each other a little better and uh, and enjoy their lives a little more. It's a try to take a more mystical point of view and and just kind of bridging the gap between that mainstream life and a more um, a more universal way of seeing things as we go through these uh, this process of enlightenment on planet Earth. And there's a lot going on. And, you know, it's funny because it goes on whether you're actually of the New Age kind of click or not. It doesn't really matter if uh, if you believe in things, if they're, true they're true if they're happening they're happening so (laughs) so there is a rise in consciousness happening our world is shifting and changing and it is a time uh that's quite quite amazing really it's you know we are living in the time that the mayans and the ancients wrote about and i think sometimes we forget that and and we uh miss out on some of the splendor that's going on around us so with this rise in consciousness comes some very interesting new beings on our earth which you know take the form of our kids and so this week we're focusing on growing up psychic and uh you know there are so many parents now dealing with kids who are um very gifted and of a very different vibration than we might have been prepared for as parents and uh so everything is just a little bit different and this you know this is for teachers and anyone really who interacts with kids or youth and this would this would really kind of pertain to anybody 25 and under really it even the indigos are now coming into their 30s and so you know it's really the young people of of earth have come in at this higher vibration and so the rest of us the you know I'm now I'm not quite a baby boomer I think I missed the baby boomer thing like by one year but those of us who are kind of in that range are trying very hard in a lot of cases, to understand what's going on. And it can be a little difficult because it is so very different. So um, this week we're talking about growing up psychic and we're covering different topics. And so I encourage you to check out the archives as well if this is your first time listening. We're uh, touching on some very different uh, ways of looking at things, I think. And I'm encouraging people to uh, you know, to message me here on Blog Talk or I have a the link to the Facebook page and you can message me there as well. And any questions or comments or things that you would like to see us cover this week on the whole understanding the youth and the growing up psychic and that sort of thing, uh, please feel free to let me know and call in. We have the chat thing up as well um, so that, you know, you can communicate back and forth. And if you'd like to call in and talk uh, to me, ask some questions during the show, it's 347-677-1443. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and just jump in and get started. So 
Um, we wanted today, I had a request to kind of uh, cover the, the different types of perception. You know, some people, most people I find in the classes I do in the, the workshops and things, most people think you're either psychic or you're not. And that, you know, you either see things or you don't, and that's that. And, you know, the movies, it was even pointed out to me that the movies really portray um, just only, there are four different gifts of perception, and we do all have all of them, but we're better at some than at others, and some are more predominant than others. And so in the movies, they really only portray two of these four gifts. And, And so I think people believe if they don't perceive things by seeing them or hearing them, uh, that you know that they must not be psychic, and that's really just not the truth. We have two other uh, forms of perception that you know that shall not be ignored. <laughs> so um, you know we're going to go over those four gifts today, and then we're also going to touch. I know that they're not really related, but I got very clearly at the very end of yesterday's show, uh, my angels came through and and said that we really needed to cover the topic of. What's going on with, um, you know, so many parents are coming and, and uh, a little a little upset. They don't know how to handle the fact that their uh, their kids are, are coming to them and saying, you know what, I'm bi, I'm gay, I'm, and they're perfectly okay with it. And the parents are having a little bit of a hard time because it's so far from our norm, you know. And so we're going to actually touch on that today and help you understand what's happening because it's actually very interesting, it's very interesting, and uh, I grew up in theater. I grew up with just every kind of couple imaginable, and I also grew up during the time of when interracial was like the big, ooh, taboo, you know? <laughs> so I've been through that whole process, and it seems to be that the uh, the same-gender relationships are um, are becoming very much like the interracial relationships of the 70s, where it's a little shocking to the people who aren't used to it because they just they're just conditioned a different way but you know the interrelationship the interracial relationships really it's ridiculous to have that that boundary and that division you know and so over time we began to see that that just it wasn't an issue and i think we've gotten to the point now i'd like to think we've gotten to the point now where it's it's just not a big deal well now the uh the the topic of gender is becoming kind of the same thing. You know, soon in 20 years, it just will not be a big deal at all. You know, there'll be a few stragglers who have a problem with it, but but, uh, it is becoming um, every bit as normal as what we're conditioned to believe is, is regular. And so we'll go into that today as well, because not only do the parents need to understand, but the kids need to understand what's happening so that they don't feel, um, less than or feel pressured there's a lot going on emotionally because people don't understand so we're going to touch on that as well and uh okay so first off we're going to go ahead and talk about the four gifts of perception and uh so we have there are people who see things and these are people who uh they may walk up to somebody and and see other spirits around them you know and they may See it with their physical eyes. Okay, these are also people who can walk into a room and see. Uh, they may see like a black spot, kind of a, a darker energy in one corner, and this is you know kind of the feng shui just needs to be jazzed up in that corner. They may uh, see past lives. They may see 
have premonitions that they're they're kind of seeing it, you know. And so uh, I call these people visionaries, and uh, but they're people of vision. And there's a, a certain personality type that goes with each perception, which is kind of interesting. People of vision tend to like things to look right. Like they're the ones that uh, can't stand for the picture to be crooked and all the things on the shelves are facing forward. And, you know, and so these are the people who, you know, a lot of times like the purse matches the shoes and that kind of thing, you know, and uh, their house typically looks very nice. And uh, the way things look is very important to these people. That's just a part of their makeup, you know. And uh, so these are people that we we kind of assume, okay, well, you see things, so you must be psychic. And so that's kind of an easy one, you know. And a lot of people see things and question themselves. Now, you may see just things out of the corner of your eye if you haven't really worked on this ability. You may know that you see something when you look, it's gone um, because it hasn't been conditioned. You haven't uh, practiced to, to really bring that forward. And a lot of people shut off their vision. I did when I was about... Mm, maybe 19 or so, I was seeing souls everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And I just, you know, in Orlando, there just was, there was so much going on in other dimensions. You're seeing interdimensionally. So that's, I wanted to touch on that too, is you're seeing interdimensionally. So you're not only seeing what's happening here in the third dimension, you're seeing what's happening in other dimensions as well, in the astral plane, that kind of thing. You may see angelic beings. You may see ascended masters. You may see it's not just not just seeing ghosts, you know. You may see fairies. You may see, and yes, they're real. They're not just Tinkerbell. They're real. Um, Walt Disney-based Tinkerbell one, you know. I mean, there was the man was out here for a long time and got a lot of inspiration in the vortexes and whatnot. And, and uh, so Walt Disney actually... He knew what was up. Fairies are real. So you may see fairies. Um, You know, you may see a lot of different things because you're seeing interdimensionally. So when I was younger, I was seeing so much that I I really had a hard time functioning in the world. And so I remember there was uh, a, a short period of time, maybe a week or a month or something, when I just kept just telling my angels that I just needed them to turn off my vision. And sometimes I'm sorry I did that, but for the most part, not so much because I'm I'm very empathic. So not only was I seeing everything, but I was feeling everything as well, and it was just like sensory overload. I couldn't function. So if you have a kid who is seeing things, you know, they're not necessarily hallucinating. It may be that they're very high in vision and you're not. And so... Somehow it's like when you when you are a person of vision, it's like somebody uh, removes the the blocks and the the veils and the what have you, and so you're able to see through these dimensions when other people who don't have that gift aren't able to. It doesn't mean the other people aren't psychic. It means that you have a different gift of perception. So now we're going to go ahead and go on to um, the inner knowing, which is. This one is really difficult for people. Uh, the people who have the inner knowing are kind of like the prophets and that sort of thing. They, there is absolutely no way that they can prove to you what they know because they know it before it exists. They know it before the facts are there. And they will be spot on and they just know. They can't tell you how they know. 
There is no logic to back it up. It just is what it is. And this is the gift of inner knowing. And so it may be a bit like, uh, uh, okay, so this is one of my higher gifts. This is my, my second gift in the, in the, as they go down. <laughs> Good morning, Texas Pearl. How are you? <laughs> so we have the chat going, everybody. So uh, if you are inclined we have some we have some people signing into chat and talking back and forth and so um this inner knowing is uh like mystical truth is is the name of my company and my teachings and the team that works with me and all of that from from beyond you know and uh i have the inner knowing that i need to work on making this a nonprofit i don't know why yet <laughs> this is the frustration of being high in that gift of I don't know why I need to do it. I just know I need to do it. But I've gone enough years now to know that if I'm feeling that I need to do this, then I just go through the steps and I trust it because I've learned to trust that inner knowing and I understand that when, you know, if I just take action, then everything will fall into place down the line. By the time it becomes a nonprofit, then there'll be opportunities and we'll be able to be of assistance to whatever people we're supposed to be assistance to and and so it's just learning to trust that inner knowing. If you have somebody in your life or if you are somebody who has this inner knowing, it can be a real challenge because you're wanting a logical explanation for things. You know, if your kid comes to you and goes, you know what, we gotta, we got to leave. You know, if you're out somewhere and your kid goes, we got to leave, we got to go. You know, if you don't listen it's not that the kids should run the show, okay? Kids out there, you're fabulous, you're wonderful, but we are not uh, we're not necessarily handing over the world to them and going, yeah, go ahead and run the show because you know best. That's not it. But learning to trust, okay, if your kid comes to you and they say, you know, I, I'm feeling this or I'm feeling that or I don't want to go to school today or I, I want to, you know, go to this place for some reason or – you know, and you find that wow, had they gone to school, there you know there was some incident in school that they might have been a part of, or you know, had they not gone to this place, they they would have been in some kind of issue. If you notice, there's there's things like this happening with your child. They may be of this inner knowing personality, and so we want to uh, we want to honor that and respect that because that is a gift. That is a psychic gift. They. They know ahead of time. They may say, you know, Mom, you need to um, – I just – I don't know why, but I feel like it's important for you not to go on this business trip or something, you know. And, again, we don't want to have them calling the shots, but we do want to respect what's happening. You may find that, you know, okay, so you go on, on the business I'll, – I'll give you an example from my life because I'm trying to come up with just random things and it's not really working. From my life, I was on my way to a class. Okay, and the class was in Georgia. I lived in Florida, so I I had gotten about 40 miles. I was driving. I'd gotten about 40 miles up the road, and I just had this inner knowing that my kids needed to not go to a party they were planning. It was St. Patrick's Day, and I just knew they needed to um, that one of them needed to not go. It was important that this one didn't go. If the other one wanted to, that's fine. But so I turned around. It was important enough that I turned around. And drove back 40 miles to give them this message. I pulled both of them out of work and said, you know, uh, to the one that needed to not go, I, I told them, you know, 
it's important. I can't tell you why. I don't know why. I just know that it was important enough for me to turn around and drive 40 miles out of my way, 80 miles really, because I had to go back again, um, to tell you that you need to not go tonight. You know. And then I went to the other one's work, and I pulled him out, and I said, you know, if you need to go, fine, go with your friends, but but the other one needs to not go. It's imperative. You got to listen to me. Well, they also, because they're very, very gifted as well, and inner knowing is one of their highest gifts. Both of them. Um, they also knew that you know something wasn't feeling right. Something just wasn't feeling right. But you know, being young, they went anyway. <laughs> so there was a hideous car accident, and we almost lost them. And it was, uh, and it's. It's just uh, it's still affecting them to to this day, and it was years ago, you know. Um, but there was no logical, you know, just crazy mom coming and pulling them out of work and saying, you know, you need to not go. I can't tell you why, but <laughs> you know. And so, you know, what if your kid came to you and said these kind of things? Do you have a kid that comes to you and says these kind of things, or do you have these feelings? And are they typically right? You know, it's important to start listening, to start watching the patterns and and acknowledging this this is psychic ability. This is your psychic gift of perception and it's important to honor it and understand it. And so with the inner knowing, um, it's a little difficult because you're not seeing things, you're not hearing things, you're not even feeling like an empath would feel. The inner knowing, I think, is one of the toughest ones because there is no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever other than you just know. It's it's really a pretty powerful gift. So, um you know, the the one the people with inner knowing as as one of their first gifts of perception can be uh the personality type that goes with them is very creative, uh very outside the box, like they're pretty much just looking inside the box the whole time. <laughs> So they they rarely visit inside the box. They pretty much just live outside of it all the time. And uh, they also are a little messy, typically. Uh, they may, uh, you know, my mom was, was this gift first, and and uh, she would have, you know, the desk, just the desk. with the, She was a teacher, so her desk would be just piled with papers and God knows what. But if you said, you know, a month ago I dropped these notes off with you, do you by chance still have them? She could go, oh, yeah, and like shove her hand under all these piles of paper and and find it and just pull it right out. You know, so although there is a mess, there is some kind of order to that mess, and they just, they don't necessarily have to have everything in its place because they always just know where things are. It's that inner knowing at work. And so, um, and these people are also... Because they know what's coming, a lot of times, and this is really imperative if you have kids with this as their first gift, uh, because we are talking about growing up psychic, so we want to help you guys understand that. If if your child is of this inner knowing gift first, you may find that they won't let you finish a sentence. People with this gift, they already know what you're going to say before you say it. So, for instance, I have a son with this gift, and there are times when he... He'll just get so aggravated that I just keep talking. <laughs> and in reality, I've only said a half a sentence. <laughs> but but he already knows. And so if I continue and finish the sentence in his world, 
I've said it three or four times because he's already heard it well before I was going to say it. So that counts as one or two or three, you know, because he already knew it was coming. And so then when I say it, it's like I'm repeating myself, even though it's coming out of my mouth the first time. And so you may find that these kids are very difficult to talk to when they're going through those teenage um, teenage rage years, you know, and uh, you try to talk to them and they get very agitated. I know, you say this a million times, you know. Well, no, I've said it once. You know, you've thought it and heard it a million times because you know what I'm going to say before I say it. And so... It's very important as parents to help them understand that this is what's happening. It, it can just spark a whole lot of arguments and a whole lot of resentment and, and just bad feelings. If we understand that that's what's happening, we can help them understand, okay, you heard it before I said it because that's just I was putting off that vibration. You picked up the vibration before the words ever came out, but you need to allow me to express my feelings and my opinion because maybe you're not getting the whole thing. Maybe you're only picking up a part of it. You know, we have to understand that, yes, they're picking up the vibrations. It doesn't mean we never have to talk again. It means they get the gist of what we're wanting to say, but we still should be respected enough to be allowed to say it. And maybe there, if they can just stop and listen, perhaps there would be more to what we were saying than they expected. So, um, you know, this inner knowing gift really needs to be worked with. And so, uh, um, sorry, <laughs> we have people coming in and out of the chat room and I'm going, oh, my God, am I boring them? They logged out. <laughs> so I need to just not watch that. So this gift of inner knowing is a good one to understand. And we may just, you know, offer like an online class for the gifts. I think we might do that. And then you guys would be welcome to join us online. We do also have the clairaudient, which are the ones that are hearing things. And so you may think that your child is hallucinating and hearing voices and whatever. Well, they probably are hearing voices. They are hearing different things than you are because just like the the one who's high in vision, they're hearing interdimensionally. And, oh, my God, is there a lot of noise? When you're hearing even just in two dimensions, that's an awful lot, you know? So in our dimension, we have... Um, like all the cell phones, all the, you know, you're hearing the vibration and the, in some cases, not always, but they may be hearing the, the signals from the cell phones and from the all the different towers and the vibrations from the computers and the stuff in the houses and the cars. And so they're hearing at a different level because they're hearing inside their head. They're not, it's not in their ears necessarily. And so when... uh so when you, uh, you're talking to somebody with this gift, they may kind of seem like they're somewhere else because they're hearing not just you, but they're hearing if there are souls around you. They may be hearing vibrations from past lifetimes. They may be hearing, you know, so this, this could be the person who they're sitting there talking to you and they're hearing the train that, you know, you died in a crane, train crash last lifetime and they're hearing the train. You know, because that's something that's still in your vibration. So you're still, your vibration is still experiencing those different sounds that were a part of um, big moments in your soul's life. And so they may be hearing, you know, the whatever was going on in that on that land or in that building, you know, that was a a lingering energy, 
you know. So if there were people there fighting and, you know, say you go to out here at Pres- in Prescott, they have the uh, Whiskey Row, which is where all the gunslingers and the Old West and everything. Well, I would imagine that somebody who's clairaudient would go there and hear the gunfights or hear the music from the saloons and hear all those different things because that's a residual energy that's still there. And so like some people go in and see things, they go in and hear things. And so, you know, this is the other one that's pretty predominant. The people go, oh, you must be psychic because you're hearing things that I don't hear. But a lot of times people think they're hallucinating, and that's really just not always the case. You know, in, in most cases, it's that they're clairaudient. And, uh, and so we don't need to medicate that away, you know. We just need to help them understand how to deal with it, and we need to understand that it's quite normal. We're just entering a whole new level here, guys. It's just a whole new level. It's, um, you know, this ascension process that we're in, whether you know about it or not, whether you believe in it or not, it doesn't matter. It's happening. And so the kids that are coming through and even us that have been born in, say, the last 50 years are really um, much more sensitive. And uh, as far as, as our psychic gifts go, they're much more predominant in our being. And then, of course, we have the empaths. So I saved the empaths for last because this is the one that um, seems to be the one that I hear about the most. And let me see. I have somebody saying a lot of schizophrenics are psychic but undiagnosed. So absolutely. I was actually locked up um, here and there for about seven years by my husband in uh, mental places. And, and wow, was I drugged. Because I'm so psychically sensitive, I was picking things up all the time. And because he didn't see or hear them, he believed I must be crazy. And so he had, you know, the doctors on his side medicating me. And it's kind of funny because I get paid well now for the things I got medicated for before. But uh, it's absolutely true. Um, A lot of the people who are considered mentally ill are, in fact, just the, the psychic gifts are amping up so much that they are having a hard time handling it. And uh, the empaths as well. The empaths really get hit pretty hard. Um, You know, an empath is someone who feels uh, what's going on. So they, you know, they may walk into a room and if if there was some kind of violence there, they may feel the fear. They may feel the anger. They may feel the the gunshot wounds. They may feel whatever it was that happened. They may feel it in their bodies. Their, um, Their tool of of perception is their body. And so, um, and I'm an empath first and foremost, and it's, uh, okay, so I have, Texas Pearl is saying, I can smell fear, as funny as it sounds. That's pretty interesting. And you know what, you're probably inner knowing because the people who are inner knowing have things like that as well. So that's pretty interesting. Um, So an empath is going to, uh, in day-to-day life, one of the things they need to understand is that if if you're going through life in a, say, in a city, right? This is one of the reasons I had to leave Orlando. If you're going through life in a city, you are feeling the waves from the cell phones, from the microphone, for, sorry, the microwaves, the computers, even the computers in the cars and the spark plugs from the cars when you've got a mass number of them. That's why uh, places with high traffic an empath will feel uh, very, very anxious, very jumpy, that kind of thing, and so it's uh, it's it's sort of like poisoning. I when I uh, went into Best Buy at one point, um, 
I was there for about 10, 15 minutes, and my son actually had to hold me up and walk me out uh, because I was I was so sick. I was so sick. I wanted to throw up. I couldn't stand up. I was like I was going to pass out. I was all white and pale and yucky. And uh, I had this uh, chiropractor in in Orlando, Dr. Terry. If you happen to be in Central Florida, Dr. Terry is the alternative healer that I used to go to and phenomenal man. Um, and so I, I went to him because I was just, I was so sick. I guess I, I already had an appointment or something and I mentioned being so sick and, you know, he asked me what happened and I said, you know, I don't know. I was just in Best Buy and, and, uh, 10 minutes in, I was so sick. I don't know what happened. And he said, well, you, you know, you're sensitive to the, uh, the electromagnetic stuff. So a place like Best Buy is going to poison you. It's just like regular people get food poisoning. You get like electronic poisoning and it made so much sense to me after that because I realized that any time that I was in like a Walmart or something and I'd walk back by the electronics with all the TVs on the walls, I would get so, so, so sick. And uh, and so I realized it was the empathic thing. that was I was feeling those vibrations and I was taking on that uh, toxic energy. It just didn't resonate with mine at all. And so <clears throat> that's one of the reasons that I moved out, out here because it's, it's just nature. It's fine. I, I can resonate with this, and it's good for me. Uh, but an empath will, you know, they'll feel if a if a soul from the astral plane is around, and this soul is feeling sorrowful, or this soul is feeling angry, an empath will take that on, and suddenly, just out of nowhere, they'll be feeling sorrowful. They'll be feeling angry. Um, or they'll feel if there's a soul around you, and they're interacting, if you you know, you're working with your kids because we're talking about growing up psychic and they're reacting to you very differently. You may have a soul around you that they're actually reacting to. You know, God, Mom, you hate me. I know you hate me. And you're like just trying to be a loving mom. You may have a soul around you that doesn't like your kid and they're picking that up. They may have a soul around them that hates parents or that doesn't like you, that wants to control your kid and you're getting in the way. And so they're going to feel the hatred from that soul. They're going to feel the anger. They're going to feel whatever it is. If there's a suicide, if, if you live in a house where there was a suicide, very difficult to raise kids like that because if they're empathic, they're going to become suicidal in most cases. And it's that they're feeling the other soul and they don't realize it because they're not seeing. You know, if you're an empath, you're feeling it, but you're not seeing it. So you have these feelings and you have no logical explanation, so they must be yours. And we have we, we have Spring listening. I can see her phone number. I see she's there. We talk about Spring Rain Peony a lot with her cookbook, Eat Conscious and Be Merry, and uh, HolisticNaturalCO.com. That's all Spring Rain. And uh, so I see her listening, and, and we were just talking yesterday about she seems to be allergic to everything on Earth. And Spring is one who grew up psychic, so this fits our topic. And so I, I'm pretty sure she mentioned something yesterday about, you know, maybe she wasn't actually allergic to everything. Maybe she was picking up other people's sensitivities to these different things. And uh, it's just phenomenal when somebody is uh, so sensitive empathically that you really can pick up. If you're, if you're with somebody and they happen to have an allergy to strawberries, say, you may eat strawberries and suddenly find that you're having a reaction even though you're not allergic to strawberries, 
because empathically you're picking up the vibration of being allergic. So it's really an interesting gift to work with. So Texas Pearl says perhaps you're allergic to earth spring. That was actually what I, (laughs) seriously, yes. I, I agree. That's actually something I was saying. I know that, that um, Spring is not actually from Earth. She's from someplace else, much higher and, and different. And, uh, oh, she's wanting to talk now. <laughs> and so I kind of think that maybe she is allergic to Earth. I I agree. <laughs> or at least she's rebelling against being here. <laughs> so, hello, Spring. How are you this morning? I am well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you grew up psychic, you know, you were, and in a super religious family in the middle of the Bible Belt, so, you know, we're kind of, we're trying to help people understand the gifts, so talk to us a little bit about the empath thing and whatever it was you wanted to talk about. I'm so glad you called in. (laughs) Well, I've been waiting for my appointment to get here, but she seems to be late, which obviously is for a reason, so, Mm -hmm. um, anyway, um, it's funny you should say that. I had one of those human design readings while I was out there seeing you guys. Ah, uh, yeah, human and, design is amazing. We're going to have Carolyn on here, and I'm going to have her talk about that. Yeah, this thing was really cool. And um, finally people get that I'm so empathetic that it's <laughs> that it's really difficult for me to be here. And that's my challenge, actually, is to learn how to not be sensitive and he said it would on my gravestone it would have been too sensitive to live on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> so what does what does that mean? Like we want to help people understand like okay, so parents who have kids who are empaths, you know, or a parent who's an empath who has a kid who's maybe a visionary or something, you know, like understanding those gifts so they can begin to understand how they interact. So yeah, it, being an empath growing up, especially in you know people who don't understand anything, which I would have to say is about ninety percent of people out there, but maybe that's changing now. I mean, I, I do believe it. it is changing. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely changing now because you know we we're at that new age, so consciousness is rising like it or not. <laughs> yeah, people are waking up, whether they like it, it's in their face. Um, Especially with all these new kids coming out, that's how can you not wake up? (laughs) They're all like extremely sensitive, you know. Like I, you know, I'm still trying to get a hold on what this is. Like some of my sicknesses aren't even mine. (laughs) I found that out yesterday. I mean, I knew that to an extent, but holy crap! (laughs) You just don't, you know. You can't. People won't even fathom that that idea. So what that does you're that holding mean? Though, think about somebody who has a kid who is an empath. How do they handle that? Because we've we've dealt with a lot of those, and so we want to help the parents understand what is that. You know. Okay. So so take that for example. Um, maybe you have a kid who is sick often, and. Um, is it really their sickness? Are they always sick? You know, sometimes parents will get frustrated. My kid is always sick. You know, well, maybe they're yeah, an empath I, and, and they're not really. Well, I remember having migraines at about age two years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
migraines, you know, not just a headache or whatever, but like, you know, throwing up and can't see, can't taste, can't do anything. And both my parents suffer from migraines. Ah, and, okay. Yeah, and they were young parents, super stressed out, you know, not, you know, like most new parents, mm-hmm. also away from their families. They lived on the opposite coast of their families trying to do stuff on their own, you know, without the help of their family. Um, they were trying to be, you know, young pioneers or whatever, and they came here from California to help open Disney. So, you know, they were very, my mom was like 20, not having a clue. Okay, and so get back to your your empathic super, part of it. Super, we're I'm just, just trying we're to build. On time, build so I wanna, okay, it's a good sorry, topic, yeah. so. They are, you know, super stressed out. All these new changes and everything and, you know, really stressed out and trying to make so things work. So then you picked up and the stress and it gave I, you a migraine. Not just migraines, but like, you know, to the point where I'm biting my teeth, you know, biting my biting through my tongue, you know, like literally biting my tongue, trying to, you know, right. my, they're fighting back and forth and one's trying to, you know, be quiet. I literally bit my tongue, like through my tongue. Ah, the hospital. that's the, right. You know, right. you know, metaphorically speaking, it's right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> and know, so, yeah, that's I'm, that's a really good point. If you have a kid who's empathic, like I was very empathic as a kid, and uh, my parents fought a lot, and oh my God, I could feel the. In- I would just used to curl up in a corner and like hide under a blanket, just trying to get away from the energy. And uh, you know, some people it doesn't bother at all because it, it, they're not as an empath. You're feeling that. So as a little kid, you're feeling all that, all of that stress energy flying at you and just swimming in it, kind of. If it's a high stress environment, and you're just an itty bitty thing. Spring is like a little fairy. <laughs> and so I can't imagine that your little body could have handled all of that stress and that's something that people don't think about when you're stressed out as a parent you're radiating that and your kid is picking it up and doesn't know what to do with it you know so one we need to help the kids understand how to handle it and two or how to process it I should say because if you know as growing up it as you felt that because it probably didn't change as you were like 9 and 10 and 12 and 15, and, you know, it probably was still a pretty high-stress environment, yeah? Yes. So, so how does, you know, an empath is going to take that that energy of the room, the energy of the family, and process it physically and emotionally. So, you know, those kids are going to lash out and feed you back the energy you're giving them and making them swim in. So understanding that they may be picking up, you know, if they're in a high anger environment, in a high stress environment, whatever it may be, even if it's, well, well, it's not their stress, it's my stress. Yeah, but you're like radiating it out. You know, we emit whatever the energy is that we're holding within. And an empath is going to pick that up and not know what to do with it. And that creates like a lot of anxiety. I'm sure you probably had anxiety growing up and in your youth. And uh, empaths often have anxiety because they have all this excess crazy energy going on and there's no reason for it, there's no explanation for it, and so we just now label it anxiety. They have all this excess energy. They don't know how to get it out, you know? Like, um, okay, so you have a child that that, uh, you used to work with, and I don't know if you still do or not, who's a dancer. You know who I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. So he's empathic, yes, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, yeah. 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 
So if he didn't have the ability to do all the stretches and the dancing and all of that, can you imagine what his anxiety level would be? Because that physical exercise and the physical opening of those channels allows that excess energy to go. But oh yeah, absolutely. What if he didn't have that? Well, when he takes time away from that, that's when he starts getting a little crazy, you know. Because sometimes they go on summer break or this or that, and you know, you know, he's not doing it, and that's when things get a little wonky. You know, kind of like how kids get out of school and you know, it just disrupts right. the the mom's day at work or <laughs> the mom's right. day at home. You know, right. And, you know, it's not a negative thing at all. It just it is it is what it is. So, right. So that's one dance, thing you can do for summer. He's fine. <laughs> right. So you know, if you have an empathic kid, if you can get them involved in some things that are physical, um, especially things that like include like maybe martial arts or something, things that include stretching. That's a big deal because. We hold the energy that we take in in our joints and in our bones and in our muscles and that kind of thing. So if we can stretch to get it out and then also have that physical um, activity, it processes it out after we've stretched. And so that's actually really powerful for little empaths. And uh, so, you know, this I guess it's just an overview of the gifts. Is there anything else you want to share about the gifts and the kids, I mean, you know the four gifts. And so anything that would be helpful for the parents that you can think of? Just try to understand the gifts if you can. You know, that's the, how oh, I wish we had that when I was, you know, raising younger ones. <laughs> but right. I do get it to an extent because I got it for myself. But, you know, for other people to explain to them, you know, how different it is, you know, because I have an empathic mother and a visionary father. So. (laughs) No wonder there was stress. (laughs) Oh, sure. So, So, you know, we're going to hit another topic that um, I wouldn't hate for you to, if you have time, we're, uh, I have one more caller. Okay, Texas Pearl is on the line. We're going to pull her over. I'm going to leave you on. Is that okay, Spring, or do you have to go? No, okay, sure. so we're gonna Go we're gonna pull over Texas Pearl, who's a lot of fun. She listens a lot of the time, and so <laughs> hello, how are you? I'm doing well. I was having fun listening to your show this morning. I actually talked oh, to you on this. I've been downloading your archives. I just I love your talks. I just oh, love thank you so much. I have you on with Spring, and so um, I didn't know. Do you have any questions or comments about the show? You just call in to say hello and have a cup of coffee with me. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually having a cup of coffee and saying hello at the same time and chatting back and forth. Very nice. Spring. <laughs> Hi there. Nice to hear from you. So <laughs> I have I have an empathic. Um, you know, usually if there's one in, um, intuitive person in the house, they kind of follow. But I have um, an empathic um, middle daughter, and I believe that she is more psychic than she knows or is willing to recognize at this time, to oh, the point sure. where she's absorbing so much energy that she's probably gained a hundred pounds. Right. And goes in goes into mall typical thing, goes to the mall, gets really sick, you know, avoids crowds and places because she absorbs so much of everything. Right. And um, she's really not at the point where she really wants to recognize it, even though I think that she's 
a great deep thinker and kind of can think through things and see the outcomes and then avoid the whole situation. <laughs> well, and how how old is she? It's so awesome that you recognize what's going on. That's amazing. But how old is she right now? Twenty-two. She just finished okay. college. Okay, so okay. she's actually entering a brand new seven-year cycle. Um, the last seven-year cycle, that fourteen to twenty. Wait, no. Oh no, she's just entering the one that I was thinking of. Okay, so twenty-one to twenty-eight is a very uh, intense seven-year cycle. Just so you know. Um, she's probably not going to want to look at it, odds are. And so that's okay. You can find – one of the things I love is that it's all in the wording, right? You can find mainstream ways to word things so that you're still addressing the same thing. You're just using a different language. <laughs> so yeah, could if you – Could you give me an example? Yeah. Um, word things. Yeah, so um, – you know, say when she's going into crowds and she's absorbing all the energy and all of that, you can just, you know, sometimes I'll word it with, well, you know, you know, sometimes when we when we're in big groups of people, it's easy to kind of lose our train of thought and and kind of um, be uh, taken over by that social consciousness or the the consciousness of the group or the. I've been in Sedona too long. I'm using I can't even do mainstream anymore. <laughs> Take on, without using, take on the, without using the, the mindset of the group, like the peer pressure, you know. And so sometimes we start like we'll eat things or we'll do things or we'll just even feel different ways after being around a group of people because of just it, we take on that group mindset. It's called a hive mindset, like the beehives. And so there are psychological terms for all the stuff that's actually spiritual. It's pretty amazing. And so you can find the psychological match right, for whatever it is that's going on and use that terminology with her for a little bit and put in the spiritual here and there because she will come back to it. You know, she will open up to it. But uh, it's very common and it's awesome that you see it. Um, So, yeah, you can, I I would say, start finding the psychological equivalent to whatever it is. Like that hive mindset is a really good one because they can Google that and go, oh, what is that? Oh, that's a thing. Okay. (laughs) My my okay. oldest son uses that one a lot, and I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, we'll call it that. It's not yeah. your psychic He will tell me, I don't believe in your woo-woo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is I, I used to give my mom such a hard time. In my, uh, in my late teens, early 20s, she went to an alternative healer who, you know, did herbs and, and different things with her acupuncture. And I'm, I'm like, he'd call, and he was one of the most respected. He's, he's like very high up there in Orlando now. He's huge. But uh, he was very well respected, and he'd call for her appointments, you know, her appointment time, and I'd go, Mom, the quack is on the phone. And I'm just, like, I look back now going, oh, my God. (laughs) I used to give her such a hard time, and look at me now. (laughs) So, you know, she will come back around. But this, this, just know that this seven-year cycle, if there was any, like, abuse or anything or any trauma in zero to seven years, It'll really come out now. But if she's empathic, what I found is sometimes if there was trauma in a really good friend's life, this this seven-year cycle, they, they're processing that trauma as if it was their own. So, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting cycle. Yeah, and I'm just pretty much like my son is 26, and I'm like, just, dude, just make it to 28. That's all. If you just make it to 28, everything's going to be good. Because he's, he's fabulous. He's wonderful. He just can't get his footing in life. 
and he just feels like, you know, whatever. But there was a lot going on. The zero to seven years is kind of when his dad was locking me up for all of this stuff, you know. So he went through a lot. And I'm like, just just make it to 28. Everything will be fine. <laughs> just that'll be your accomplishment is just to get out of the 21 to 28 cycle. Like, just make it out alive. You'll be good. <laughs> So is the so, dad that is the dad the dad that locked the husband that locked you up is he still part of your life? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Do you hear the laughter and the joy in my voice? No, he's nowhere to be found. He transferred to another family, <laughs> a very nice, normal, suburban minivan driving family. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so Spring, do you have other stuff to add to that? Are you still with us? I'm here. I'm no. I'm just listening. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So you just find the mainstream tech terminology, and you'd be talking about the okay. same thing. It's just a different language, and uh, and she'll be fine. So I did want to. Um, are you good, Miss Texas Pearl? Yeah, I, I'm good a little bit. I did have some. You know, I I was going to touch base a little bit on. I used to be. Um, more empathic and I can see all these things as as they were much more relevant as a child but coming into adulthood it seems like the harder I try to develop my psychic ability and kind of um, re-energize it the more I get blocked I just don't feel like I'm opening up even though I'm doing all the right things do you want to know why I can tell you from from your from your wording the second you try you're trying to develop your blah 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 so you're working at it, right? Yes. But you just said that as a child, it just happened naturally. Were you working at it and trying as a child? So the key is, in all my classes, I find the biggest obstacle to overcome is people thinking they need to work at it. Really what you need to do is discover how you can unwork at it, how you can, removing the blocks is, is simply coming back to your natural self. So it's it's getting rid of the trying, it's getting rid of the working, and it's noticing when it just happens naturally. Because what happens oh. is when something is such a natural part of us, it's like it's like you don't think about your heart beating. It just beats because that's a natural part of us. So you don't sit there and work going, okay, beat heart, beat. Okay, wait, no, I want you to beat now. <laughs> it just happens, right? Okay. So, yeah, because I've I've always been told you're so wise, and I for the longest mm-hmm. time I thought that I was a young soul, and then I was regressed, and then I said, no, you're a really old soul, and I kind of had to right. absorb that for a while. I just think <laughs> that things flow from me. Uh huh. So, and I just think it comes it comes it just flows out of my mouth without me even having like you were saying like Claire got well, there you go kind of know right. So you're saying stop trying and it'll happen, but not exactly. everyone is a but not everyone is a psychic medium. But I was told recently that I was by a very reliable source, but I was blocked. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that statement? Um, you know, what I'll say is I feel like there might be a reason you're blocked. Just because you are one doesn't mean it's in your best interest to actively practice it. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because do you really that. want to open yourself up? I mean, a medium is somebody who opens themselves up as a channel for typically the astral plane. And that's not really healthy. I mean, unless you're, like, I have people come into the center all the time. Sacred Light of Sedona, by the way. SacredLightofSedona.com. Give her her little plug because I love her and our center is coming along amazingly. But I have people come in all the time 
uh, wanting mediumship. And they just want it for, like, excuse the language, but shits and giggles, you know, and that doesn't serve any purpose. You got to remember the person passed away. They're not, they're not a circus freak act now. They're in the middle of a process. And so, or they're confused. You have all kinds of souls in the astral plane that are confused and will mess with you as a medium. And so you have to be really careful that you're actually getting the right soul to begin with. And if you just open yourself up to whatever wants to come through, spring. <laughs> the way I met spring was because she was taking classes out in Casadega, Florida, which is a spiritualist camp. And, and uh, so what happens when you do the mediumship, just like most people do it, Spring? Well, you can uh, not ever get sleep at night again. <laughs> it's like you have oh, a blinking was... sign. <laughs> like a blinking sign vacancy. <laughs> right. So you basically uh, go, yeah, open for business. You can talk through me, whoever you are, no matter how screwed up. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's not necessarily really, a good thing. Mm, that's yeah, really good really, thought. Yeah, it's... Um, I was going through bouts of insomnia at that time. I didn't really understand why. Well, and you also had so, entities all over you. Oh, yeah. It was we did a like, lot of entity removal because they just thought that that was an open house kind of thing. And so... Um, we're we're down to about seven minutes, so I just want to kind of answer this. And, and actually, we'll, I had a feeling the other topic that I wanted to touch on today was going to be a separate show, so we'll touch on that topic tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, when you when you work with the mediumship thing, and, and you'll see this, and I'm going to stick to bring it back to topic, too, with kids who are growing up psychic. Sometimes if you're a psychic medium and that medium aspect is wide open, um, it's it can just be taken over. So you can have a soul just jump in and start talking. So I know plenty of times with my kids and other parents with their kids, stuff will come out of the kid's mouth, and the kid has no idea they just said it, but they're a psychic medium, and they haven't learned how to define who is and is not allowed to speak through them. So it sounds like you have a natural boundary set up. You know, maybe you're being blocked for your own protection and instead start learning how to channel the angelic realm so it sounds if you can be a medium you can be a channel so you just want to define who's allowed to channel through you oh okay that makes sense so yes (laughs) exactly exactly and people just jump into this thinking it's a cool thing and and it makes lots of money for me because i do entity removal so okay have at it but (laughs) it's not really healthy (laughs) you know and so if you can learn to become a channel for the angelic realm, always define Christ consciousness and above, then you keep right. yourself nice and safe. Okay. My aunt was quite psychic, my mother's mm-hmm. sister, and she had um, trouble sleeping at night because she had um, come some smoky, dark people kind of coming to her uh-huh. home. And so well, yeah. um, I experienced it, and that's the part that I have never liked. Um, I've had other right. experiences, but... I, I think I'd like to skip that part. I think I'll go straight toward the angelic realm. <laughs> right, yeah. It sounds like you set that up as a soul before you came to have that block. And so it's, it always cracks me up when people are like, I have this block, and they work so hard to remove it. And I'm thinking, but you set it up for a reason. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you set that up for your own protection before you came in, and now you're trying to chip away at that. 
instead of focusing on what could be really good. Now, now spring, instead of doing medium, I mean, she does, we both do mediumship, but we do it in a different way now where it's through through the angelic realm as buffers anyway. So like when I, either of us do mediumship, the souls are actually communicating through their angels to our angels. And so we're still doing it from the angelic realm. So um, have you found that there's a difference with that, yes, Spring? Oh, yes. Much better. You feel you don't feel drained. You feel energized. Right. Yeah. So, done. yeah, mediumship you can know. really drain you. Yeah. So, instead of being tired and can't get any sleep, you definitely um, get energized. And, it's peaceful and, brings, and it feels euphoric. <laughs> that brings up a point, too, about the kids, um, and we're down to about four minutes, the kids who um, have these souls around them, and like you, um, they, they're they psychic mediums, but maybe they haven't developed that block. Have Maybe they didn't implement that block for their own protection. And so you really will find kids that have souls around them that are just speaking right through them. And that's creating a lot of the trouble that they're getting into, a lot of the things that are being said that are just so, like, I can't even believe you just said that. It's these souls just acting through that mediumship. And so that's something that we need to understand is that, you know, it's not an excuse, but it's something that can tell us, okay, my kid needs to learn how to how to buffer this. So if you have this ability, your kids probably also have this ability. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, they do. Each one has a different gift. Right, right. <laughs> so absolutely, you know, why not have variety? <laughs> <laughs> makes it interesting. <laughs> and you know what? It also sets up a, a kind of a school for all of you because then you can because we all have all four gifts inside us. And so as we work with other people with those other gifts, that um allows us to strengthen because we can strengthen them all so that we can choose. Like when I'm working with somebody and I, I get that they're a visionary, I'll pull from my visionary gift so that I can speak the same language because they all speak different languages. And so understanding how to work from within each gift is really important. So if you have a bunch of different gifts in your house, that's a good thing. Spring is having the same thing too, where she has different gifts in her house and her and her hubby are teaching each other new languages. (laughs) (laughs) Ever so gently. (laughs) So... um, Okay, so we have like two minutes. Is there anything else you would like to share, Miss Spring, about growing up psychic? About and mostly, I think I'm trying to reach the parents and the teachers and and help the kids understand themselves and that kind of thing. So, what would you have to add to this? One of the best things to help your kids balance is going out in nature. Um, being out in nature kind of helps you ground and reconnect and recharge, you know, going to the beach and going out for a walk in the woods or, you know, taking a bike ride or doing something out in nature. Um, That's a really good point. Yeah, I'm glad you made that. And that that is the one thing that has helped me as an empath. <laughs> right. I mean, it helps, all kid, it helps all kids, but it helps them reconnect with who they are for one. Without even realizing it, or and getting trying. away from the video games, I think. Yeah, you know, because the electromagnetic stuff—it's it's not even about the game itself. It's, it's all the electromagnetic stuff back and forth, getting out in nature and just allowing that. So, Miss Texas Pearl, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull you back over if if that's good, and because we're down to about a minute. <laughs> good, thank <laughs> so you no very much. Again to talking to you, ladies. 
All right. You too. Thanks for Thank joining you. us. Bye. Okay, so we have just about a minute left. I do want to also say that I believe Spring is going to start working on a kid's cookbook soon for her gluten-free, and that's the other thing that we want to touch on at some point this week is how diet affects the different gifts because there's a big difference in, in the frequency of food. And so um, eat conscious and be merry. I know they can get it at holisticnaturalco.com. I know they can get it at Amazon on Kindle as well. Um, yep. So I say people should go get that. I love you, Spring. We're almost out of time. <laughs> like, okay. 30 seconds. Thank you. <laughs> So mysticaltruth.com will find me where it's getting a facelift, so be patient, but it's all functional. And uh, Sedona, sacredlightofsedona.com, sacredlightofsedona.com is the center that I work through. Give us a call, set an appointment if you're coming our way. And uh, all right, thank you, Spring. Thank you, everybody. I love you much, Lee. All of you. Love you. (laughs) And uh, we will (laughs) talk to you all tomorrow when we will cover the what is going on with all of the the same-sex couples. All right. Everybody have a great day. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.